0: And welcome to the Star Tribune Talking Preps podcast. I'm David LeVake. Jim Paulson is here riding shotgun. Uh, Let's get right to it because there is so much to get to with with everything that's happening in soccer and volleyball and cross country and football. This might just have to be an hour and a half podcast, Jim. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, it depends on what we're talking about for an hour and a half. You know, if you want my opinions, I've got plenty of opinions. Might not all be sports wise, but you know, hey, you gotta get what you can get.
0: There should be a there should be a, a sister podcast called Talking Paulson. You could it's get okay. all. It could be therapeutic.
1: Yeah. My, yeah they, they let other people listen to my rants rather than just my my poor wife and daughter.
0: There you go. Uh, we'll jump in with what we saw yesterday, and that was girls' soccer semifinals at U.S. Bank Stadium. I had the. I, you know, I had the 3A semifinals, and in my mind, I thought to myself before the first game, I was like, you ladies better live up to your rankings. Because what we had was the top four seeds in the girls' tournament and 3A were also the top four in the coaches' poll. So everybody knew these teams were the best. Here they were, uh, one versus four, two versus three. This better be good, ladies. And it was better than I could have hoped for. It was It was a great two games you had an upset you had stillwater knocking off previously undefeated edina and doing it with three goals in the second half after being down two nothing at halftime that was remarkable
1: has edina ever been up that big and 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 uh, lost that big of a lead has edina lost this season that's the question
0: they were 19 and 0 before the before the game and they had not allowed more than one goal in a game so you're down that- two nothing at half their missed soccer winner Maddie Deline had just torched you for two goals. I mean, it's it's you know you you've you've got everything you want if you're if you're uh, Edina, and then Stillwater fought back and they scored on uh, their three goals all came as uh, results of set pieces, and they got it done. Uh, it was it was a remarkable comeback.
1: You know, I, and and kudos to Stillwater for that. I mean, you look at a team like Edina that had been undefeated in ranked number one and has the Metro Player of the Year. A terrific athlete, in Maddie Deline, and you know, you're down two nothing in halftime. You think, what are the odds? You know, it'd be easy to just pack it in and say, hey, we got this far, we should be proud of ourselves. To be able to come back in those such you know, circumstances is is pretty uh, incredible. And again, say, take hats off to the Stillwater girls soccer team for for never giving up, for
0: pulling it off. You mentioned what are the odds? That question was posed to Stillwater coach Mike Huber after the game, and he said, I give it, I gave us less than twenty percent. Good for them for proving coach wrong and, and living to fight another day. They will play Saturday morning in the championship game and they will play Centennial, who I thought was headed to overtimes and probably PKs against Rosemount because both goalies played so well. But in the 80th minute, 41 seconds left, Centennial gets a legitimate goal, about a 25 yard screamer that got under the crossbar. The only place that, that that girl could have put it that the goalie wasn't gonna jump up and knock it away and Centennial wins. A remarkable finish.
1: Yeah, well, it was. I I was there to see that one. And that was it was kind of stunning because you're you're just assuming that we're going to OT and she did it in the final minute and it kind of caught your eye. You, you look up and say, Wow, what just happened? Um that's called that's called coming through in the clutch, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it capped two just fantastic semifinals that were every bit as good as I thought they could be and and deserve to be given the talent on the field for for all four of those teams, and then you had the two A uh, semifinals after that, and and what what uh, what impressions did that leave on you?
1: Well, first of all, we should probably mention that this is the first year of three class soccer, so to have two A and one A, we had you know six games each day, um, and. You know, it's it's, Clue um, Class Two A had teams that have been long been powers in Class One A, and you're talking about the Benilds and Holy Angels and Matamidais and and uh, teams like that. Um, I saw Benild, who had been the best team in Class Two A all season long, uh, go out and, and really handle Cloquet, and even the Cloquet people after the game, so they realized that that um, Benild beating Benild would have been a very tough. Uh, task even at their best, Benilde won three to nothing. They're so they're so deep and so talented, and the front line, the back line, you know, and their midfielders transition the ball from uh, defense to offense so quickly, and they get it upfield and get it on the foot of their their strikers, who are very good at finishing. Um, I can't Benilde is, is undefeated has six I think, 16 shutouts this year if I'm not mistaken, one away from their school record, and uh, that's a team that's gonna be tough to beat in the finals. They will play. Mata who's won actually three straight Class 1A championships, again, remembering that in 2020 there wasn't a state tournament, so there was no official uh, uh, soccer state champions. But Mata had won 2017, 18, and 19. And they showed why, because they know how to play on that uh, U.S. Bank Stadium turf. They're built for speed, and on that turf, the way the ball scoots through, fast teams have an advantage because you can chase down balls that – you know, might not uh, need to be chased down if you're playing on grass outside or even on turf outside where things are a little bit different. Um, the most remarkable thing I saw yesterday was uh, senior for Mount Amidai, Campbell uh, Waldsberger. She scored the game-winning goal, uh, granted it was in the first half, but it still turned out to be the game-winning goal, on a corner kick that went directly into the net. She curled it in over the top of the the defense and just over the outstretched hand of the uh, the keeper. Into the far corner of the goal. You uh, have seen those occasionally, but uh, it's still pretty remarkable. You still go, wow, that was a heck of a shot right there. So uh, uh, that was probably the most uh, amazing thing I've seen in covering two days of soccer. But a Monte that team looks very tough. They're so fast and they play uh, such a quick transition game where they, they counterattack. Uh, and teams better be playing good, Vanilla better be playing good defense or they're going to get something, going to get a ball into the, into the net. Um, not that Benil won't be able to stop it. Benil beat at seven to nothing earlier in the season, so this championship game will be a rematch of that. But I have a feeling it'll be
0: much closer this time around. Well, that goal that you described that has actually caught the the imagination of people beyond our little world. Uh, my neighbor Terry, I ran into him this morning at our at our neighborhood Dunbrothers coffee shop, and. He says, you have soccer yesterday? I says, yeah. He says, did you see the banana kick? <laughs> That's what he called that that type of goal, because, you know, you have to kind of curve it around from from the vantage point of where you're taking the corner. So uh, he said, yeah, I saw it on the news last night. So well, I, I said I had other games than the one you described. because there were no banana kicks in my game. So I invite you to Jim if, if you, you know any of the soccer coverage on Saturday, banana kick. Feel free to use that.
1: <laughs> uh, if, I've got to find a way to get banana kick in somewhere that, that I can't uh, I can't overlook that that's a good can we call the the, the girl that, that hit it the banana girl I don't know is that going too far
0: um, uh, I'll leave that up to you you're the word
1: <laughs> but it was yeah. a, but it, like I said I'm glad people noticed it because the type of thing that you know in the soccer world it's not unheard of it's happened before um and to have them for on a somewhat regular basis. But to see it in the state tournament and to have it come out and, and be a game winning goal against a team like uh, Holy Angels, who had only given up eight goals all season long going into the game. You know, that Holy Angels gave up two goals in five minutes, and that's that was the game right there. Um, and to see that happen, that would turn out to be the game winner, well, it was pretty remarkable. It takes an awful lot of practice to be able to hit a corner kick just like that. You and I have both seen plenty of corner kicks that result in nothing.
0: Um, but this one was was as, as perfect as it gets. Well, we talked 3A and 2A. I'll close the girls' soccer portion by saying in 1A, we're going to have number two seed Minnehaha Academy playing number five seed Breck. Uh, Breck took out number one seed Holy Family in the uh, semifinals. So Breck versus Minnehaha for the small school title in girls' soccer. And then I'm going to transition back over to boys' soccer, which I have not seen any of. Did You haven't seen any boys' soccer yet either, have you?
1: um i i was at the you know, if you're talking about in the state tournament yeah they yeah. covered two games in class 2a on wednesday okay. or, you know i saw orono win and i saw holy angels win so um yeah that's your chance very, very very more very good teams very talented very uh you know what they are they're talented in a way that you see suburban teams are talented kids that have played soccer very well schooled very very uh good at their fundamentals um
0: and and they play good team soccer. I, I saw. Um, I got to cut you off because you were referring to their tactical and technical abilities, sir. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Am I, am I? See, I haven't covered much soccer. I've got to be careful on what I say. I'm trying, I'm trying very hard not to use hockey terms like <laughs> Manning a pass or or a hat trick or things like that because it's so easy. To uh, try to discuss things that happen in, in hockey terms, so I've tried hard not to do that. Thanks for correcting me. I'll remember
0: that. I'm, you know, we're, not, we're I'm talking, not correcting. We're you're, 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 there's yeah, there's nothing wrong there. It just it just needs a little enlightenment. I was enlightening you.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that should be a pretty good uh, pretty uh, good Class Two A final between uh, Orono and Holy Angels.
0: The uh, Single A final will be number one seed Southwest Christian. They're out of Chaska. They play St. Paul Humboldt, uh, and that that's that's exciting for me as a St. Paul city guy to see Humboldt not only qualify for state, but to get to U.S. Bank Stadium. Not only just get to U.S. Bank Stadium, but get all the way to the title game. So good luck to the Hawks. I think that's a great thing. Um, and then in 3A, uh, I I just I just gave you a little bit of a hard time for those soccer terms. I got to give myself a harder time because. At my story, uh, I wrote that that both Moundsview and Rosemount boys soccer teams that will meet for the championship game. They are both unseeded. Moundsview yeah. is the four seed. So my my fault, Mustangs. I'm sorry for 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 shortchanging you, but the point I was trying to make. Motivation. Yeah. For motivation. Disrespect is what that's called. I know. I I apologize. I uh, I I, <laughs> I was a hater. I'm a hater. That's what I am. See. And you are. And you will hear them too. <laughs> I don't want to mess with Joe Warren, the head coach. He, I, I don't want to, if he's mad, I would actually be frightened. I, I don't want to mess with the big, strong goalkeeper that he is. Um, he uh, So View four seed, Rosemount unseeded. Uh, neither one of them are in the top 10 at the end of the year. Uh, pretty unlikely final, but, but you know what, if, if you aren't, maybe you know, even if you don't have those accolades, if you got this far, you're playing very good soccer. So it should be a good final in 3A for them.
1: You know, as an aside in that one, uh, uh, Rosemont goalkeeper Leighton Simmering will have a, a, a busy, oh, I guess maybe a, what do you call it, a 12-hour stretch because he'll be in goal for Rosemont in the finals in the soccer, and he'll also be, you know, the kicker for the Rosemount football team. And this is a our transition to football, who will be playing at Woodbury on uh, Friday night, actually tonight as we record this, uh, in the state tournament berth on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Simmering is actually a heck of a football kicker, too.
0: He is. No doubt about that. Yeah. He's, he's got, like you said, he's got a busy span of time here. So that's, uh, that's, that's cool. I'm, it's, it's, it's cool when a kid can have that impact in, in both sports that, like he's having. That's, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, it's, it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a, a, um, a fun and hectic and possibly a little bit stressful um, next, uh, I guess, 24 hours for Mr. Simring.
0: I'll be nearby tonight. I've got Wyzetta at Stillwater, and so I'm I'm looking forward to that because you know Stillwater really impressed the hell out of me with the way they played at Eden Prairie, and uh, we'll get to see them again here against Wyzetta, Another late, you know I guess they're technically not late conference in football, but they're they're a late conference school and 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 have a reputation for being you know playing good football. I'll be very seeing, curious if Stillwater can pass this test. I I picked that they would. I, I'm a believer. Uh, so yeah so we'll see what happens but that should be a really, really good game at Stillwater tonight
1: you know that this is one that makes you wonder that is um another test about the whole gold and maroon division um setups Stillwater was a, a maroon division team this year and why is that a gold division and let's not forget why is the last class uh 6a state champion Then won in 2019 and uh and there were a few teams on that YZ, on that YZ roster, there are a few guys on that YZ roster that played in that game, including uh, um, their, uh, their terrific wide receiver, Drew, and his name, Drew Berkland, who was a defensive back then. And, uh, you know, he, he could help get that team over the hump in, in uh, big games because he's got that kind of big game experience. Berkeley was also a standout guard for YZO, and they won the state class 4A Boys Basketball Championship last year. And he's a pretty terrific baseball player as well. I believe he's accepted a scholarship offer to play at the University of Minnesota. So pretty talented young man. Um you talk about the YZ at of Stillwater game. I've been so impressed with what Stillwater has done this year, and they've gotten better, it seems like, each week, gained more confidence, just really showed the type of team they are. Um, right now, at this time of year, there are no bad teams. There are no upsets. This is good team against good team, and we'll see if uh, Stillwater's uh, streak of good football can uh, uh, can continue against like I said, the team that we can consider are they defending champion or, or pretty close to that? Why uh, is So that'll be a fun game for you to be at.
0: Well, I think that we're seeing, I think we can kind of close the book to put it in baseball scoring terminology. We can kind of close the book on the gold versus maroon. I think that by and large, the teams that were put in those divisions uh, played the way we expected. And and the gold was the better and, and the maroon was the lesser. Uh, however, there was a few teams toward the top of maroon. That could have more than handled their own in gold, and there are a few teams at the bottom of the gold that were probably better suited for maroon. So, I think though that the you know every the best decision is always the least flawed, and I think that the gold maroon division was the best division that that you could have hoped for.
1: I agree with you. I think that uh, there's a lot of teams that benefited from that uh, um, division, particularly maroon teams that benefited, and uh, that makes a difference when you're building a program or you're trying to sustain a program. Having a little success means a lot. I know the high school league at their state tournaments will always come up with the announcement that says the result is less uh, important than the learning opportunities here. And while that sounds great, and it's it's a great ideological uh, um, philosophy. um, Yeah, philosophy. Exactly. But you know, the truth of the matter is winning solves a lot of ills and it's more, it's just simply more fun when you win. Now, I've talked to coaches on teams that, uh, that are not having a lot of success. And they talk about trying to make sure the kids are enjoying themselves and, and understand the lessons to be learned and, and, and what they're doing, even if they're not winning, but they will admit that keeping guys out, keeping guys interested, uh, um, when you're losing a lot is a difficult proposition and it's hard to build a program when you don't have success. When you do have success, it's a completely different philosophy. I look at Anoka, for example. They're 6-3. and three. Last week, I covered them beating Moundsview in the first round of the, uh, the Class 6A playoffs. After the game, this is a team that hadn't hosted a playoff game in, in a decade. Nobody wanted to leave the field. Not just the players, the fans, the coaches. Everybody's staying out in the field for well after the conclusion of the game. You've been to a lot of football games. You see that there's a big mass of people after a football game, and and then it starts to filter off, and people start to fade away. They weren't doing that in okay. Everybody wanted to stick around and enjoy the experience. So that says an awful lot about what little success can do to build a program, not just a program, the uh, confidence and and enjoyment in the school itself
0: among students and at the community. The next night, I was jealous of you being at Goodrich Field because that's my favorite one. But the next night I was at uh, McNamara Stadium, Todd Field in Hastings, which was my second favorite. So that that eased my pain and my uh, my 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 pulse and envy. Uh, (laughs) But after the game, as you said, people and somebody had pulse and envy. (laughs) Yeah, they were hanging around. they prayed with the Kennedy players. Um, and then this is what got me though, is, is that as walking out and the, the concession stand is right there as you leave the field. And one of the Hastings players w- walked up and says, any, any food left? Any, anything we can, have? and like, no, no, we're all out. And I thought, damn it. I should have done that in my day, <laughs> gone by and scored a free <laughs> hot dog or two, you know,
1: after a big victory, no kidding. I'm sure they've there's yeah. anybody, you you just, anything you wanted.
0: Absolutely. So that was so that was uh, I want to dip into 5A because you you have a, a final tonight that's very intriguing. Uh, Armstrong. Is it Armstrong at Cooper, correct? Armstrong at Cooper.
1: You know that's this, this evening, a 5 p.m. game, um, which I have to thank uh, Mike Cook of the Pioneer Press for pointing that out to me. I was all prepared to go to the game at seven o'clock tonight and it was pointed out it would be a, at uh, five o'clock um, rivals in uh, the Robsdale School District. Cooper has been good for so long, but they just can't seem to get over that hump and get to the state tournament. And uh, at least this time, they don't have Spring Lake Park in their way, who's been their longtime nemesis. But I'm really hoping to see uh, Cooper finally be able to get over that hump and, and uh, get a state tournament berth to them. That's not to say I'm not uh, on the side of Armstrong. I mean, I, I really and like Jack Nagin, the head coach over there. And uh, if Armstrong wins, well, congratulations to them. But uh, there's, there's a lot riding on this game for both schools.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great section final for all the reasons you laid out. And like you said, I, I'm not, I don't have uh, Armstrong fatigue. You know, if they win, great. You know, if Cooper wins, that's great too. I think there's a great story coming out of whoever wins. And that's, that's the two things we root for, Jim Paulson. We root for the best story and no overtimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're always, we're always happy when teams run the ball. That's um, right. Keeping the clock moving.
0: Speaking of being on a run, why is that a volleyball? What uh, What's the big number you can throw at us that's going to impress us about what those ladies are doing on the court?
1: Uh, 51, baby. 51 in a row. Haven't lost a match since the, uh, uh, um, I think it was the, the, the
0: 2018,
1: if I'm not mistaken. Um, wow. So, in, in, uh, or is it 2019? I'm not sure. But they've won 51 straight matches, defending state champions, 2019, of course, in Class 3A. They've been undefeated this year. No one has been able to touch them. They beat Champlain Park. To go to the, another state tournament, um, and so that that is that is the uh, big dog in class four uh, A now volleyball. Now that we've added a class of volleyball, for the longest time it's been Egan, and they're still just as good as they've been in the past. I think Egan had made what uh, six or seven straight state championship games, um, and they will be able. To, I think they'll be in the state tournament, and they've got some terrific players on their own. But um, it, it's been a lot about Wyzetta this year.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's 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 an impressive streak for sure. Uh tomorrow, I, Saturday, I will be down at the campus of St Olaf in Northfield uh looking for Betty White. Uh or at least her character on Golden Girls, wasn't she from St Olaf? Yeah. Or was that, or was that a town in, in, in that I I forget. I'm trying, I I'm think
1: trying to trying St Olaf, but there's there's a St a Olaf connection there. I don't I don't think Betty, Betty White runs anymore, by the way.
0: I think she should. I wouldn't put it past her. I think that woman can do anything. She's a national treasure. Uh, But I'll be watching cross country. And we're three classes now versus two, which we were from 1975 until this year. And to me, the most intriguing storyline comes out of 2A, and that's the boys and girls from St. Paul Highland Park. And it's not just that uh, the girls are led by Molly Manning, who's a tremendous individual runner and, and will probably could win the 2A individual title. Uh, those those girls, that team, they lost three of their uh, returning runners that that made them so formidable last year, and they were able to plug in behind them. And that's not something that you always uh, assume a city school can do. You know, a lot of times depth is is what hurts the the inner city schools versus the suburbs. And Highland Park girls have shown that they've got the depth, and and they are they're right there, and they are favored to win this thing. And so. Uh, kudos to the scots for that their their male counterparts they don't have any star runners they they run in a pack and they have a very tight spread and and that's how they beat it. and so they so again that speaks to the depth of the program they're not just relying on a couple of big guns up front and hoping that other kids can step up they've got depth on that side too and i i i just think it's a great thing and I, i go back to the very first day of of fall practices. You know, we're always out and about. Someone's at football, someone's at volleyball, someone's at whatever. I said, I'd like to to go see St. Paul Highland Park cross country. I'm sitting there at the facility up on Snelling Avenue. Uh, The fields are across from the school and I'm waiting and all of a sudden I see at the light, there's gotta be a dozen or more bicycles. And it's a bunch of kids that then rode and, and parked their bikes. It was just a bunch of cross country kids primarily that live close enough to Highland's, uh, Highland Park School that they ride their bikes through the neighborhood to to get to school, to get to practice. I thought that was wonderful. You just don't see that in the suburbs. It was it was just a cool uh, throwback to start the season, you know? And now here we are, and, and they're favored to win the Boys and Girls Class 2A titles.
1: You know, that says an awful lot about the culture they developed there. I know in cross-country, how much road work you put in the offseason makes a difference. And if you've got a team that's been successful, and it seems like Brad Manning is the coach there, isn't he? Um, of
0: of both uh, boys and girls yes
1: yeah and uh, and uh he's really developed a program that the kids buy into they get the work done in the off season uh and in the cross-country skiing season let's not forget that molly is a terrific skier as well but um that says a lot about building a program and getting the kids to buy in and put in the time and the success that happens right now plus and and don't forget tomorrow you get to go to uh saint olaf uh, one of the the best-looking college campuses in Minnesota, campus I love, on a, what should be a beautiful fall Saturday afternoon. So I'm kind of envious of you getting down there tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, until someone throws up on my shoes, then then you'll <laughs> your stop there. Uh, no, that won't I, think, I think that's
1: just about all we got for today. Anything else you want to make sure we get to, David?
0: Take us home, Jim.
1: Well, thanks for listening. We got a lot of football tonight. Read the Star Tribune and startribune.com to get the results of everything preps that's going on. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us.